Hi, Dr. Mike Carberry here with another episode of AMI Today. And I was looking forward to this version or this uh, edition because I have a very special guest who I get caught up with chatting about. And we might get way off topic, but I want to introduce Dr. Doug Luther from Patient Payment Solutions. And you have another company now as well? Yes, it's called Patient Options. Patient Options. And many of you know who he is because you've worked with him. And if you haven't worked with him, you should know who he is because Doug has a very interesting background and the product of his companies is really key to um, cash-based services in your office and also even co-payments, right? Yeah. So you can help with covering that. So what he does is he offers financing options for your patients and it makes it so that a patient can afford uh, the care that you recommend. So Doug, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So it's good uh, to see you. You just came down from Alaska. Just came down from Alaska. We uh, flew down late last night, so I'm getting over a little bit of jet lag, but I'm used to this, so it's it's not not too new for me. Right. Now, you're originally from Alaska, or you're from Northwest? No, I'm actually originally from Florida. I did. Oh, you did tell me that I one time. I did tell you that, yeah. What part of Florida? Clearwater, Tampa, St. Peter. Clearwater, Tampa, St. Peter. Okay. So now you live in Alaska. Live in uh, Alaska. I've been up to visit Doug, and we went on an awesome fishing trip, my son-in-law and I and you. Uh, way up a river. I don't even know what river it was, but it was an awesome trip. We caught a lot of fish and saw a lot of wildlife. And uh, now here we are sitting in Chattanooga talking about AMI Today and your companies. For our listeners who don't know who you are, why don't you give us a little background. You're a chiropractor. Tell us how you became a chiropractor and how you got into financing. Well, uh, my whole family's been involved in healthcare uh, for a long time. And, and uh, I got turned on to being a chiropractor from a friend of mine in undergrad. And I worked at a chiropractic office to see what it was like, and I really enjoyed the experience. And ultimately, you know, 20 years, 30 years later, well, 25 years later, here I am. You know, I've been in practice now for, for 20 years myself, and I still practice. Wow. That's so. good. So along the way, uh, encountered some things. You grew your practice. You started off in where, where your first practice? Is it the one Seattle. you had? Seattle. Seattle area, yeah. And uh, you had a practice there, and then you moved to Alaska. That's an interesting choice. Is it because you're an outdoors guy, or was there another reason to move to Alaska? Or? I'm a high-tech redneck, Mike. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love the outdoors. You're so Scottish, and you're related I, to I, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> okay. the Duck Dynasty Duck clan. Dynasty. I don't know. My I have some Robertson roots, and my mother, my grandmother's maiden name is Robertson. So okay. I like to I like to say that though. That sounds okay. kind of catchy. So now we know why you're in Alaska, and that's good. But you also have a practice in Alaska, and a lot of people are probably wondering what's it like to practice in Alaska. Is it much different than anywhere else? It's it's the same as anywhere else. We have the same rules and regulations, and uh, it's uh, we are a state. We do not live in igloos. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when I when I was when I was up to you in Alaska, I got to admit I called Colleen and I said it looks just like Alpharetta, Georgia. <laughs> it's, uh, parts of Anchorage does not the mountains, but like the shopping centers and everything else. Yeah. So, but anyway, so as you were practicing, at some point you decided that you needed to become a compliance officer. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, uh, I think compliance is like a dirty word to chiropractors, uh, and it's it's you want to run the other way when you hear that term. And whenever I I try to get a question answered from somebody who's a designated compliance officer, they say no. That's the answer. Can I do this? No. Hmm. Can I do this? No. And so I started asking the question you know, what can I do? Or tell me how I can do this. And that kind of dumbfounded a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So um, these so-called compliance experts. So um, I went on and I got the full certification myself. 
and um, and that makes me look at the world a lot differently nowadays. How I think it's a good thing. How involved was that training in that certification process? There's different training uh, like modules and, and types, and it's uh, I think it's a 40-hour course what I did, and um, it was really enlightening. It tells you, you know, it gives you guidelines, compliance is like a speedometer or speed mm -hmm. limit, 55 miles an hour is the speed limit, and sometimes you can go a little bit over, but if you push the boundaries, you can get into trouble. Is it the speed limit in Alaska? Because the speed it's limit it down it here is 70. It, it's down, <laughs> it's 70 there too. Okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was 55. Well, there, in Oregon, it was 55. Really? I, you know, I lived in Oregon for five years. I'm like, this is the slowest pace I've ever, ever lived. I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> but after a while, you get kind of caught in a groove and you're not really racing down the road because nobody else is either, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get a couple tickets when I first went out there. So you gotta, you gotta practice with bit yeah. by bit, yeah. So now you're the um, compliance officer and you, you understand, you did this basically for your own practice, right? Yes. But yes. You, you realize you could apply that to other doctors. You know, I'm a, ch a chiropractor and although I've learned compliance over the years, I learned more medical necessity than I did compliance. And I learned that because I ran medical clinics and I wanted to make sure what we were doing, we would get paid for it and not have to pay it back. So I had to study medical necessity. Now I'm actually, I, I teach it in a lot of states for continuing ed. But you have a similar, I mean, that's the reason you went into compliance is to make it better for your practice, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of people in whom I went to school with who are always asking me questions. They're calling me on the phone. That's the, and I was trying to help them out to the best I could, but uh, I wanted to be more definitive in my, in my answers. Okay. So. And then it evolved into this right now. So. so you became a compliance officer, and at what point did you realize there was an opportunity in financing to help patients get services that are not covered? Because chiropractors, a lot of what we do in a lot of states is not covered. Some of what we do is covered, yeah. but not everything we do. Yeah. And so there's usually a pretty big cash component to a chiropractic office. Now, we do medical offices, but we're not the typical medical office. We're doing... Um, I guess you could call it alternative medicine treatments. Yeah. Uh, and they're not risky, but they're not covered either. So you have to know how to get people to be able to afford them. And people like to use their insurance. The thing that I like about your company is if, if uh, I've, I've said this to patients, patients will go, I can't afford to do that. Well, you really need it. I know, but I can't afford it. Well, listen, if your insurance would cover this at 100%, how much could you afford per month for your insurance to be increased to that level? And I would have people say, like, I don't know, $75 a month or $100 a month. And I'm like, well, let's see if we can finance that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, boom, there you go. And they go, I never thought of it that way. And then all of a sudden, they were affording it. So how did you get into the finance business, like financing people? Uh, when I started 20 years ago, uh, we had this thing called a copay. It was flat 10 bucks, 15 bucks. And then a couple of years into practice, I got hit with this thing called a deductible. I had no idea how to handle that during a financial consult. Right. And now these deductibles are routine and there's no such thing as a co-pay anymore. There's a thing called a co-insurance, mm -hmm. which is typically a percentage of the allowable amount. So there's all these complex ideas and issues going on out there. And a lot of docs don't really know how to handle that. So I said, I gotta find a solution to this. And it's the curse of the entrepreneur finding solutions to problems and then bringing it to the world. And, and, and that's, that's ultimately what I started and it's evolved into a much bigger, bigger, you know, 
financial solution right, right now because it's all changing. When we first met you and I first started working with you, you had patient payment solutions. Yeah. And that was a method where you could actually, um, I don't want to say be a collection agency, but that's kind of how you were functioning. You were helping to collect that bill as a third party for the doctor to be able to collect his co-payments. I know as a doctor, I can't afford to say to a patient, well, I'll put you on payments because then I'd be paying a lot of people money to follow the accounts of our different clients and that yeah. would be very expensive. But having a company like you do it, it does a couple things. One, the patient perception is, oh, this outside company, they are, they're gonna come after me if I don't pay my bill. Um, I remember hearing a st statistic years ago that they surveyed people and said, who are the most important people to pay your bills to and who are the least important? And least important was always lawyers and doctors. And the reasoning was, oh, well, they're rich anyway. They don't need it. They won't even miss it. Yeah. And some of the doctors, that's true. They don't even notice that they don't get paid. But I couldn't afford to do that because, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't rich and I, I had to get paid, you know, to cover my overhead. So having an outside company cover that and follow that up increased the chance of getting paid because they were not sure that you were a doctor. They were thinking it's a collection agency, it's a bank, and they're going to come after me if I don't pay it. So it was very helpful. But it also gave us the ability to put our patients on payments and not have to track it. You were very helpful that way. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. And you've worked with our clients pretty successfully. I know a lot of our clients have worked with you over the years and you've helped scratch that itch uh, that they had as far as financing. But tell me about your new company. What are you doing with that? Uh, well, one of the issues we face and it's, is that um, a lot of chiropractors have insurance-based services and cash-based services all under one roof. And mm -hmm. then for that matter, personal injury and workers' comp. And a lot of doctors, a lot of doctors, give discounts for self-pay or cash-based patients. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems is there's there's various like state and federal laws in existence that that prohibit that. And there's also provider contracting issues that prohibit that. And there's a thing called the dual fee schedule, which you've heard the term. Yep. And so what we do is we contract with providers directly and at no fee to patients to participate, um, we allow um, providers to give discounts to uh, patients um, on a contractual basis. So it's not a self-pay discount, not a cash discount, it's a contractual discount with, with us basically mm -hmm. on file. So it's a way to circumvent certain rules and laws that is very solves another problem uh, for a lot of providers out there. So they have to follow, uh, uh, most people don't know this, they think the doctors just can change their fee schedule, but if they're charging an insurance company something, then they have to charge the patient their portion of that, or at least attempt to collect it. Correct. Right? So why don't we talk about that for a minute? Okay, and that's more of a patient payment solutions thing. Right, but and wh so wh where I'm going with this is, a lot of doctors don't know the law of what they have to do to be compliant in their attempts to collect from a patient. Yes. And the thing I liked about your company is you made sure we were compliant. Yeah. First of all, know the law. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I have uh, several attorneys I work with on speed dial and you know the law. And once you know the law, then you can find a way to work with that, following that to you know, follow your rules. But um, there are ways to, to do certain due diligence requirements and every state's a wee bit different um, as far as your requirement to collect uh, a patient portion, be it deductible and or coinsurance, um, that you have to follow. And, um, and a lot of federal rules are on top of that. You know, most states follow Medicare's guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what I would encourage for people that have questions, get a competent attorney licensed in their state to 
specifically address their questions, but uh, we, we work with a lot of clinics solving that exact issue based on what their needs are right. and following up with that. A lot of times doctors find themselves in this, in this um, catch-22 where they have their heart in what they're doing, they understand there's got to be a fee for what they do, and there's a portion that the patient has to pay, and the patient might be in a position where they can't afford to pay that, and the doctor wants to work with them, but they can't just waive that. Yeah. They have to actually understand the law and say, look, you know, I have to make certain attempts to collect this bill from this patient, and they don't have to collect it, but they have to attempt to collect it. Yeah. And what you've helped us with is in fulfilling that so that we're compliant, because if we don't attempt to collect that, we're in trouble. And what's interesting about that is, you know, it's really, over the years, I've really had uh, a boost in my um, faith in humanity because most patients want to pay their bill. Most patients will pay their bill off, even though they don't, you don't have to get them to pay the whole thing. You have to attempt to get them to collect it. Yeah. But what we find is most patients are just like, no, I want to take care of this. You really helped me. I want to pay the bill. I want to make sure you get paid everything you deserve, which is really nice. But to be compliant and follow that, you've been very helpful in that, in the collection part of, our, of your business. But now in the new part of your business, doctors, instead of waiting for that money, you have a way that they can get paid up front. Why don't, we, why don't you explain that? Everybody asks the same question when we, we, we talk to a prospective client. It's like, how can I get, I want to get paid up front. You know, stem cell, for example, I know a lot of doctors are doing stem cell or regenerative medicine. Right, um, got to watch that. that. Let me rephrase that. Um, therapies where there's a, a, a larger case value up front. Right, and, and a, a larger investment by the doctor in getting the cell yeah. in the office. and so it behooves them from a financial perspective to cover their bases up front. So um, we, have, uh, we have two options for that. The first option is where we pay the patient directly, 100% of the money. We shop for multiple lenders at the same time. That's attractive, but a lot of doctors say, hey, I want to get paid. And so we just recently, literally a couple weeks ago, um, launched a new thing where the doctor's themselves, their clinics get paid upfront um, within 24 to 48 hours um, for all the services that they're approved for, or I should say the patient's approved for. So there's a lot of bigger lenders out there. Um, we've all heard of them, um, and they're, uh, they're attractive in the sense of getting paid upfront, but uh, this, our, our solution, hopefully addresses like literally all of, all of, our, um, all of our bases being covered. Okay. So that's that's the game plan. I saw the I saw the future of the wall, and I I want to address that. So I, I did that. Yeah, and that is attractive to our guys because of the investment. You know, to get the cells in, it's expensive, and you know what our patient or our clients fear is, you know, I invest this money, I inject the patient, they walk out the door with all that money, and I'm waiting for my payment, and that that can is you can get yourself in a bind with yeah. uh, especially with the wrong type of patient base. Yeah. And um. So getting paid up front is a barrier that a lot of patients had. And, you know, I remember saying when we first started doing regenerative medicine, and it's expensive, and we tell patients, you have to pay it up front. You know, we can't put you on a payment plan. And so we'd have patients actually budget them themselves and say, all right, look, I'll, I'll get them ejected on this date, and that gives me three payments I can make between now and then to pay for those cells to get that injected on that date. But now with this, you can get them paid up front, and then they're, they're actually paying back to your company or to the investor? Well, we, we pay the, we have a bunch of banks working underneath us. It's a right. big spider web of relationships. Okay. But uh, we pay the, the, one of our lenders will pay the doctor directly in one, one to two business days. Okay. So and then the patient is the one who's paying the, the payments? Correct. 
And so there's an interest rate, which is fair because there is a loan. Um, and it makes it possible for the patient to get the services and they could uh, pay, it, pay it out over time. I've had a lot of uh, doctors tell me, oh, patients won't pay that amount of money. And I go, well, you know, if, if the amount of services that are not covered, let's say it's 5000 or $7,000, um, one of the things I point out to them is I go, listen, if you don't get them under your care and they go to the medical care, is that bill going to be bigger or smaller? Well, they have insurance. Oh, right, right. They have insurance, but it's going to be bigger. And the number one reason for personal bankruptcy in the United States, as you know, is unpaid medical bills. And 70, 72% of those people had insurance. So you look at it, you go, insurance isn't really helping them out of this bind. I mean, if, you, if they have to pay 15% or 30% or in some cases 40% of a bill, and the bill for surgery can be like $200,000, you're talking some big money. And you can see why people go broke, and it's the number one reason for personal bankruptcy in the United States. So by getting this financing, you go, well, geez, they had to pay $40,000 towards their medical bills? That's horrible. Well, how much did they pay for their car? Oh, I drive a Mercedes. Well, how much was that? 60000 yeah. Did you pay for that? Well, not all up front. I financed it. Oh, well, guess what? So it's, it's the same thing. And what, what's more important, your car or your health? And that's what we, how we approach it. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we don't have too many people with that type of bill. But, you know, when somebody's asking, say they're doing regenerative medicine on multiple body parts, and it might be, you know, $10,000 of uncaved, uncovered services, you know, what's more important, your health or your car? Do you drive a $10,000 car? No, I have a much better car than that. Well, okay. What's more important? And it's an easier way to do it because you can finance them. And you've really opened up that door for a lot of our doctors because patients recognize that let's say the bill for our whole care plan is $15,000 and half of it or 60% of it is paid by insurance. Um, if they would get surgery, that wouldn't even pay for the anesthesiologist to put them under to get the surgery, yeah. plus the side effects, plus the risk and everything else. So uh, what you're doing is actually a really good thing for, for our clients, for their patients, and for humanity, actually. So how, how big is your company? I mean, what states do you work in? Or is there any I, that you don't work in? I think we work in all now. <laughs> Do you have clients in Hawaii as well? I think so. Wow. That's I'm, I, I don't know. We have so many now. It, we're, we're very fortunate. We started small and we had our growing pains. But uh, it has grown a lot now that I, I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm the, I call myself the puppet master, how I <laughs> operate all my staff, because I have staff in multiple states too. Mm -hmm. And how I delegate and work with everybody has their certain job functions and duties and and uh, I have, I focus on the more bigger managerial issues. Do you know how many employees you have? Yeah, I have 14. Okay, that is bigger. Because yeah. um, I remember when you first started, it was a family operation. I know your wife was involved and I think some of your kids, maybe not. Well, no, not yet, but oh. we'll see. Okay. Well, <laughs> We're moving in that direction. I know, I know your wife was involved. So. She's still involved. She's okay. the CEO, Mike. Good. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're growing. What do you see as far as the future goes? I mean. We're growing very fast. I, I mean, I, I mean, very fast. I, with this new rollout of this new system, I think uh, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start focusing a lot on dentistry stuff. Uh, we have issues with um, fertility clinics. Um, I don't know what's going on with healthcare, but I do know cash is king, mm -hmm. and I do know the the, you know, we have to get paid as as doctors, um, and we, whatever we do, we have to find some way to make it build a bridge between a patient relationship and us. And I think this, this solves a lot of those issues. Right.
So you're looking at, uh, if you look at the dentistry, they have usually 50% coverage, so they need a service like this. Yeah. Um, plastic surgeons usually have 0% coverage. Yeah. Um, they need services like this. Uh, do you do anything with veterinary? Uh, not yet. Um, we, we have, a, I think we have a few clinics, veterinary clinics, but because I'm a chiropractor, I speak language. There's certain like common denominational language we use mm -hmm. talking with patients and, and each other. And so I'm very familiar with that. So um, dentistry is a newer venue for us. We have some dentists, but I'm just That's good. I'm sure it's gonna dipping get my toes in that water right now. I'm sure it's going to get very big for you because they do need financing. And um, there used to be a, a program called DenCharge, which became Care Credit. And because uh, it started off with dentists and then uh, that evolved into the chiropractic world. One of the frustrations we have with that company is the only people who got approved were the people who didn't need a loan. Yeah. And that was very frustrating because the people who actually really needed the loan, they were usually not getting approved. One of the things you did over the years to help us with that is you even had a program for a while, and I don't know if you still do this, where you had investors and you would bid out something. Am I getting that wrong? or? No, that, that's kind of like what we do right now. Um, you've heard of Rocket Mortgage. And yeah. There's multiple lenders competing for a certain like, like goal. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and we all have our like specialties that we work on in either, either chiropractic or let's say maybe cosmetic surgery or dentistry or whatnot. But um, uh, what we do is all, everybody's credit profile is a wee bit different, mm -hmm. a pro prospective patient. And so every bank has a little bit different profile they cater to. And so all these banks are competing for, there's 25 of them, for this patient's business. And so based on the credit profile um, with our algorithm and our computer you know, application, all the banks will submit or I guess give competing offers. And whichever offer works best for that patient is the one they'll probably choose. Mm -hmm. oh, so and the so patient actually gets options. Patient gets options, yeah. And wow. so that's attractive, like terms, conditions, APR, length of the loan, and it's 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 attractive in that sense because you know from a patient perspective, they can make a deal. How far out is the longest loan that you, you're currently doing now? Seventy-two months. Seventy-two months. That's actually longer than most people get for the car. Yeah. So it's got to be very affordable for people. Yeah, you can you can create whatever terms and conditions you want. You can apply based on the, the, the length of the loan you want to pay, based on the, the credit, you know, you don't want to exceed XYZ, like APR. Um, so you can put in various parameters right. based on what, what works best for you. So if one of our doctors who's new to us and joins us and wants to know how to do this, I mean, because that, that, that is a game changer when you're talking about cash sales in a medical office, um, having the financing to do it. It's as simple as saying to somebody, look, how much could you pay extra on your insurance to get this covered 100% and then maybe work the loan towards that payment. Yeah. And it makes it very easy for a patient. It'll means that the chiropractor or the, I'm sorry, the doctor, the medical doctor, the chiropractor, the nurse practitioner, whoever it is, is going to have a lot more services delivered because they're able to finance the services. Um, what do they have to go through? What's the first step for a new client to reach out to you and how do they become a client of yours? Well, the first step is they I mean, go to our website <coughs> and apply. And, uh, you know, the application process, there's an application fee involved. Uh, we do ask some personal information from you, and that's to basically vet you. Um, you know, there's a few bad apples that, that require us I can imagine. To, to, to kind of vet everybody and, and yep. cover our bases. And then what we do is, uh, they're, depending on what product you want, you know, what type of financing you want, we may ask for certain copies of your driver's license, copies of your current professional medical 
chiropractic license, utility bills, uh, you know, a check with knowing where we want to deposit the money. Right. Um, and every now and then underwriting requires some other like unforeseen question answered. Is there any fees paid by the doctor for the patient's loan? Uh, depending on what type of loan. Now, the doctor pays zero, nothing, if we pay the patient directly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's attractive because the doctor, in that point, gets 100% of the money. Some doctors don't like that, they're, um, and it, we haven't really seen it happen. They're afraid of patients getting the money and running away on a vacation to right. you know, Cabo San Lucas. Um, and there are ways to combat that, and I, I could talk to you, but I won't under this circumstance. The other option is if the doctor chooses to get paid directly, right. the fee to the doctor is between 3.9% and 13.9% reduction in the money. So on $100, if the case that you know the doctor would have a $3 or 3.9% to a 13.9% reduction in the money that we pay them, and that is shared by the patient as well as the doctor, meaning the greater the reduction the doctor pays, the patient obviously represents a higher credit risk. Right. And so what happens is the patient would pay a little bit higher interest rate on that loan. So and those patients most likely would know they are at credit risk when they come in. They do. Yeah. They do. And um, but every bank has their own algorithm that they determine their happy place, you know, risk and reward. And so um, you know, everybody's a little bit different on what their qualifications allow. Right. So is there any screening of what services you're offering that gets covered? Yes, there are. Um, under and it depends, once again, on which product you want. If you want the direct pay to the, to the um, doctor's office where we pay the direct, there, there is a little bit higher screening that we have to go through. If you want the patient to be paid uh, directly, there's not as much screening. And then if you want to set up certain payment plans, there is an element of screening. So it's, it's all a little bit different. And quite frankly, those criteria change year by year as the banks see fit. So... Um, depending on when they apply, that's when we'll, we'll tell them what, what is or isn't allowed. Okay. So then the best thing to do is go to your website. What is your website again? Patientpaymentsolutions.com. Okay. And you can and learn about And both companies us. are an option there? No. Um, the other company is called patientoptions.org, O-R-G. And that's where we can set up certain fee schedules for self-pay patients, whatnot. So that's a different entity, but they two kind of mesh together quite well. Yeah, and it's important for our clients to have this option because I know in my clinics I'm collecting probably 40% cash yeah. of, of my total collections because, you know, there's a lot of things that are not covered. Unfortunately, in the insurance industry, uh, there's this steering towards pharmaceuticals. And, you know, there's everybody has their conspiracy theories, and I have mine, and mine are based pretty much on knowledge because I have family members that are in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, but you know, it, if it doesn't go to a drug, it's usually not covered. So that means a lot of services out there that are very valid services and work very well, like regenerative medicine, are usually not covered. And uh, this gives the availability of that patient to actually pursue them as if they were covered, and they just have to pay a little bit more each month until it's paid off, and then they don't have to pay that anymore. So it makes it very, very easy for them. Um, anything you want to uh, add before we break and uh, let our, our clients know about your services and what they can do with you? and some of the advantages. Not offhand, you know, I, I will say that when I got started as a chiropractor, I didn't, I didn't foresee myself starting companies. I just wanted to be out, go fishing, and mm -hmm. hang out and do the fun stuff that we wanted. But what I realized is that you get 
into reality in school, and then all of a sudden you realize there's all this business stuff, and we get so dang focused on running our business and juggling these balls simultaneously that we can't do that stuff. So I tell clients, I say, do what you do best and outsource the rest. And I think, uh, I think that's good advice because we all have our own certain skill sets, and our skill sets are with patients or managing a company. It's not with collecting bills or you know the minutia of how do we apply this deductible and right. when. So, right. yeah, I, I you know, was just thinking as you were saying that when I first started practice 30 years ago, everybody had a hundred dollar deductible and a ten dollar copay. Yeah, and now we're talking like you know a lot of people have their deductible in the thousands, anywhere from two to five thousand, and sometimes or even more. greater than that. Yeah. And um, so this service is something, but uh, what I realized is when I was practicing and the Affordable Care Act passed, um, it did do one thing positive for the country. It made Americans realize these insurance companies are not staying up at night worrying, is Mike going to be healthy tomorrow? They're worrying about, is Mike going to pay his bill tomorrow? And they're not going to want to pay everything back, and they're glad that, they, that I have this amount that I have to pay on my own. So America got conditioned very quickly that they have to start ponying up for their health care. Yeah. And so looking for these options like your company has been something that has been accepted even by the patients. And I mean, frankly, it does work. So I appreciate what you're doing for us and for the, our group and for our, our country because it makes it so people can afford care that's a little bit smarter, less invasive, less dangerous, and, and a lot of times more effective. Well, thank you much. Yeah, well, thanks for being it. here. Uh, this is Dr. Mike Carberry. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to Doug Luther, and we'll see you on the next episode of AMI Today.